Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Saturday Session Cricket Update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Wood bowls round the wicket to head. Hits him on the body. Out to the gully. Did it hit the bat? Head's not moving. Head's given anyway. Wood gets a third. Travis Head doesn't get settled here. The sustained short pitch attack has worked. And it has worked indeed, especially if you've got Mark Wood delivering at those uh, short-pitched uh, balls to the opponents. He was fired up, and Mark Wood has made a massive impact in this Ashes series. Three for 17, he took in just seven overs as Australia limped home uh, to end the day. 113 for the loss of four wickets, still trailing England by a long, long way. 162 runs to be exact. Welcome into our Rosine Cricket segment. Affectionately, lovingly. Known as swinging both ways. Time to paint. Get a quality finish with Rosine Paints decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. I've got a bone to pick with Australia. I've got a bone to oh, pick with Oh, thank them. goodness. I thought you were going to say a bone to pick with me. No, an absolute bone to pick with Australia. Uh, just when I start saying they're the best team in this series. That's what I said as well. But they start um, coming back to the, the pack. Yeah, that, that serves me right. That serves me right for talking nicely about Australia. Um, why on earth they didn't pick a spinner for this test? Do not understand. Grant, have I not spoken enough over the last five years about Nathan Lyon being the most underappreciated mm. uh, player in, in world cricket? And, and I'm, losing him is massive. But you still needed to find a way to, br- to bring the closest thing of, of the skills he brings to that Australian side. I, I, I think they got rattled in their team selection. Well, you're right, OK. There's a number of factors at play here, Daniel. I don't think it's just... Australia and losing line. They lost line, um, and yes, they could have brought in Murphy. They did, but when they lost Cameron Green and Mitch Marsh came in and scored a hundred, suddenly they were in the selection conundrum where they were like, "Do we drop Warner to try and play Cameron Green and Mitch Marsh? We got to play both of them." They kept Warner. They played both all rounders, which meant the spinner lost out. So now that they lost a spinner, so that was on the Australian side of things. So their balance was like. You know, deeply out of whack. However, England brought in Chris Wokes and Wood. Now, Wokes has done well with bat and ball, like extremely well. Uh, his nickname was Golden Bollocks, GB, because he is that good. Like I played with him at Warwickshire. He's actually a Wellington, Wellington Firebird as well. Um, and I recognized how good he was as a, as a player when he came at the age of 23, and we asked him how many first-class wickets he had had, and he had had 200 at the age of 23. So we also elevated him up the, the order. So he's a genuine all-rounder. Like, he's a bowling all-rounder, but he can yeah. bat as well. So those two coming in, and we just heard the audio of Mark Wood, and you spoke about how um, effective he's been. His three wickets now in the second innings, Kawaja, it was just pace that beat yep. him. Kawaja playing away from his body. Smith bounce on leg stump, sort of trying to evade it, getting a little tickle. And the Travis Head one, which uh, it looked 
brutal. It's one of those ones that you sort of wince while you're watching. You go, oh. And as a professional cricketer, you go, thank goodness I'm not playing cricket anymore. Um, you know, at the throat and, you know, just gloved it or uh, hit the sort of blade to gully. Um, it was just it pace. Was, it was great to so watch. The, and then they've brought Mo Ali back as well. So How good's he been? Yeah, so the England, England balance is so much better than the Australians' balance. However... I'm sorry, they... Why do you play both Mitchell Marsh and Cameron Green? Cam- what has Cameron Green done to say he, he has to play, even if we need to crowbar in another all-rounder? What has he done? He's, he's your all-rounder. I think he has to almost stay, um, or you choose one or the other. No, no, what, what has Marsh. he done in the series, Grant? I'll tell you. 38, 28, North and 18. Yeah. Well, one for 54, one for 73, one for 32, none for 12. He, he provides balance. He, you know, the all-rounder, and I've been in that boat. You know, I've been selected at times where it's like, oh, but we don't know. But him and Marsh, Marsh together is a mistake. It just takes out, it yeah. takes away your balance. Yeah, and the, they'll be ruining that because when you look at... But it's a sign to me that they got away from their plan. And flustered. And I think they, they were a little bit spooked. Because mm. you look at their team and you go, Duckett, Ali, Stokes... And Anderson and Broad. There's five left-handers. So you need someone that's taking the ball away from the left-handers. So it brings in Murphy. But, I mean, how does Murphy feel? He probably feels like, oh, well, they don't back me. Whereas Lyon was almost the first name on on the card, um, along with a number of those players, and he provided balance. And also, when you're facing the likes of Stark and and Cummins when they're bowling well, the last thing you want to do is try and miss out when a spinner comes on, so you end up getting out to him. So speaking of balance, let me add the balance now. That was me picking. Uh, I had a bone to pick with Australia. Yeah. I uh, just want to praise England. Yeah. You know, two nil down. Um, you know, huge expectations heading into it. You know, pressure was probably mounting. You know, the, the opinion pieces were getting a little bit stronger. You know, former former English internationals at at T calling them disgraces about how they're bold and stuff like that. The the. the this is, a, this is an impressive bunch to get back in, into this Ashes series. It is. I mean, I, I watched a lot of the highlights um, as well as a few of the, the overs. But when you look at what England have done, they were at 250 runs after 45 overs. Um, then 300 after 51. And then had 350 after 60.4. That's on day two. Um, and then... 474.2 overs before the new ball. Um, and so before then, the second new ball's taken, they got 400. And they bring up 500 in under 100 overs. So they, I've got a, I've got a stat here. And Ben Stokes is captain. England have scored at 4.66 runs per over. It's an entire run per over quicker than the next fastest side, which is Steve Waugh's Australia. And we know how dominant they were at 3.66 runs per over. So because they're, they're batting at such a pace... Yeah, people, people don't have memories, Grant, they? You know, attacking cricket was never played <laughs> uh, under the last few years. No, listen, I think attacking cricket was played, but not at the heights that we've seen No, now. Th- these are new levels. These are new levels, and it was, it was quite amazing when... Um, I think Except it was, when Don Bradman got like 300 in a day. You know? There was no third man, and he was just playing it down. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't in the MCC manual. <laughs> but it was, quite, it was quite alarming that Stuart Broad, I thought, 
one that he came out and said it because I thought it's almost like a you know team plan. But the fact that he can confidently say it to the press is we just approach our innings like a one day game. And when you think of that mindset and you look at the stats that I just rattled off at the sort of click, it does sound like one day cricket. You know, you had fifty mm-hmm. overs, you're at three hundred, and it's you know these guys are going at a good pace. Zach Crawley, and we, you were talking selection. I reckon that's the other. That's the other. A point I wanted to raise. This yeah. is the guy okay, who's been point. given a lot of rope, a lot of rope. Um, and I said prior to the series, I would have picked our folks. He would have been my wicketkeeper. He would have taken a few more catches in the first couple of... Uh, but Kip Besto? Yes, Besto oh, would have okay, been my just opener. Checking. Besto would have been my opener. Yeah. But I think that... I, I, I felt like enough runway given uh, to Crawley. But, you know, credit to them. They stuck with their man and he has paid them back with a yeah. brilliant innings. And 189 off 181 balls. Yeah, incredible innings. Um, I saw saw a stat there about that. I think it was you know one of the uh, something around being one of the better innings since 1985. Ashes. But therein lies the magic of McCullum and selection and having lived through that with the Black Caps. Consistency in selection. He backs you. He, he keeps backing. He backs you, and it puts pressure on you to repay the team. But also, you, you don't get that feeling like the axe is hanging over your head all the time. If, and in most teams, I reckon Zach Crawley would have been dropped. If he was in the Pakistan team, he was gone. There's no way he's making it through the ashes here. But because you keep backing these players and you've got this air of, um, okay, well, you know, we back you. We know that you're talented. You're in this team for the long term. You don't have that axe hanging over your head. You go in and you can express yourself. And you're not hauled over the coals for making mistakes, but you're more encouraged to express yourself. The only way that you get dropped is if you don't express yourself. Now, Crawley has gone in, and now he's probably set for you know another 10 tests. He's repaid the faith to Brendan McCullum, and they've showed consistency in their side. And it was similar to Martin Guptill. Before 2015 World Cup, the media, everyone was calling for Martin Guptill's head. He was going through a terrible patch. Scored a double hundred in the the quarterfinals against the West Indies um, at the the Sky Stadium. Was hitting people out of the Sky Stadium, and it's Stadium now at the moment. You're not allowed to say Sky Stadium. Have you noticed they've taken the Sky the off the Stadium? Oh, so have you, they? Just, you just drive past Wellington FIFA. Regional Stadium. It's just, just, just a big sign. Stadium. <laughs> Thanks for that. Great. There's a stadium there. Anyway, got sidetracked. Can I get to what's rubbed me the wrong way? Oh, this? Yeah. Is it is it cricket? It's, well, it's swinging like, both no, ways. No, well, yeah. It is. You know. No, as far as cricket is concerned. Yeah. It's well, Nathan Lyon, I did have a good chuckle at him. You know, he was re- recalling uh, the, the incidents at Lord's, right? You know, the the run-out incident? Oh, yeah, that led to, you know, I heard some, about unsavory, it. some, <laughs> some unsavory uh, moments. Um, here's a quote for, I saw during the week. Everyone was gobsmacked but found it hilarious because you walk through the long room and you're more chance of getting sued than punched. That's actually quite a funny line. I wanted to make sure. I'm a big fan of Nathan Lyon, but he did uh, add this in. I actually had an older lady come up to me in tears. She was an English lady in tears from the main members area. And she said, I've got to go home. I just wanted to apologise to you Australian cricketers for the way everyone has reacted inside Lords. Um, and then Nathan Lyon's response, I just told her, don't worry about it. We're all okay. We're not worried about getting sledged. Oh. Well, I'm not surprised your country for eons have dominated that area, Nathan. And please, don't play the victim card. Don't play the victim card. Now, that's rubbed me the wrong way. 
But what's really rubbed me the wrong way, this crippling, amazing Asher series is likely to be ruined by weather. Yeah, you, Australia, you mentioned that to me. Australia look like they will retain the Ashes because it's going to freaking rain. Yeah, Not for one or two or three days. It seems like it might rain from now up until the start of the next Ashes in Manchester. The forecast looks horrific. If there is a cricketing god, come on, mate. Blow those clouds away. It would be such a shame. No, it would be. You You told me about the weather, and I went straight to uh, the metoffice.gov.uk, and it does, it looks, I was thinking, oh, if it's at 60 or 70%, because the fields in England are unbelievable uh, in terms of, you know, the, the curators and the access they've got to tools to keep it dry. But it looks like only at sort of 1 o'clock to around about, you know, Three o'clock. There's sixty percent rain. Other other than that, it's ninety percent hosing down uh, for the rest of the two days, with likely weather to get uh, better on just Monday morning, which is too late. How gutting! It would be because because England need to win the series. Remember, England need to win the series, and uh, yeah. clearly, I I think the uh, win predictor has Australia at zero point seven percent chance of winning the test. Well. But that just tells you. Uh, it should be 2-2 heading into a decider. 2-2 two, two would still be a good result. Like, if they didn't, no, if they got rain, it uh, wouldn't be. We, we want 2-2. Two, two. It deserves to be 2-2 two, two heading in. Yeah. England have completely outplayed Australia in this test match. Yeah. They, and they do I'm a neutral. I, I, I want um, a decider. Let's move on to some other cricketing news. Grant, we are the home of international cricket in New Zealand. All black caps and white ferns games will be heard. Right here on SENZ. Can't wait for that. And the day after that was confirmed, I think on Monday, a home schedule for New Zealand was uh, announced. And what a first summer we have. After a couple of quiet ones, Grant, after a couple of quiet ones, this upcoming summer's a beaut. The word bumper always comes up, doesn't it? Mm. Bumper summer, I saw that. Um, and we've got the, uh, the White Ferns are going to be taking on Pakistan. Um, and that's in December. Then the Black Caps take on Bangladesh. They seem to be coming here every year at the moment. That's in December. Um, and then Pakistan once again come. For a T20 series. And Pakistan are an excellent T20 side. Very good T20 Excellent. Team. And then uh, the Black Caps take on South Africa with uh, two tests. One at Tauranga in mm. Bay Oval and then one at Seddon Park. And that's in February. And then the Black Caps versus Australia. The trans-Tasman rivals are coming for three T20s and then two tests. And Daniel, one of them will be at the Basin Reserve. And that's in uh, late February to March, um, that series. And then it doesn't end there because the White Ferns are going to be taking on England. And that goes on through the start of March all the way to uh, the beginning of April. I know. Incredible. Longer, later summers we are getting. And then straight after the IPL. Cricket, 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 cricket. It's everywhere. Brilliant stuff. Hey, New Zealand named some teams. Yes. I saw the T20 squad was announced, um, and there's a number of names there. There's potential debutants in that squad. Uh, Eddie Ashok from Auckland. He's going to be going to the UAE. So they named two squads. The squad's going to the UAE. and going He's the leggy, for those who are unaware. Your flexible wrist is going. Yeah, that's what I was doing. You old leg spin. Yeah, I did. It's not bad, actually. I, I was really good. Really, 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 really good. You have in, a, my, in my head. Did you have a flip? No, but I was a New Zealander. 
So I bowled one over, got hit for two boundaries, and every captain took me off. And that they never gave you a deep square leg. <laughs> no, uh. they always bowled me the short boundary on the on the onside. Sure. <laughs> the, another... I'm, not, I'm not bitter. You know, I could have taken 700 test wickets. <laughs> that's, how, that's how good I was in my head. You would have been New Zealand's <laughs> warning, but weren't given the, the opportunity. The and, and reality to what was going on to my head to what was actually going on um, never has have two things been further apart. <laughs> like one side of the universe going further and further that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's another spinner besides Daniel McCarty that's actually been... Uh, he's not a spinner. He's just, uh, probably a batting all-rounder. And with the, the loss of Michael Bracewell and his injury, Dean Foxcroft former South African, comes in for the UAE. He is a talent. He's an excellent batter. He does look top, like it. Eh? Top run scorer for the T20 Super Smash here uh, last season. And, um, yeah. Uh, Gives it a good lick. Yeah, those are the two potential debutants. And then outside of that, I'm not going to name the whole team, but Carl Jameson was a really interesting uh, reselection. Great to see him back. Awesome. He's had been plagued with injuries. Uh, Jimmy Neesham's still there. It was much there. quicker than I expected, which is just, just awesome news, isn't it? Yeah. It was, it was sad in a way because he gave up IPL to get right for Test Series. said he wanted to work on a few technical things and then got that injury. Um, and that is, you know, when we talk about our ageing team and ageing bowlers and someone like uh, um, Trent Bolt, who has gone and played in the, the mercenary circuit, uh, missing him. Carl Jameson coming in. And don't worry, Trent, he says that with, uh, you know, great affection being, you know, one of New Zealand's finest mercenaries. Yeah, so. I, you know, I don't begrudge him. <laughs> um, and Adam Milne's there, Cole McConkie. There, there's a whole raft of names. You should go and have a look at that squad because it's great that they're also giving people the opportunity to go to UAE um, to have a look at them. So they're growing that squad just uh, leading into the World Cup. Do you know what we haven't played in a number of weeks? What's that? And we need, we need some dramatic music for this. Um, Joe, stop pestering that person on, uh, you know. Yeah, here we go. It's time for another exciting edition of everyone's favourite cricketing game. Love and adore around the world. Making this up on the spot. It's Grand Elliott's current, but very likely to change, and often World Cup 11. All right. You have not updated it since oh. Michael Brace. You have not updated it since Michael Bracewell's injury. Yes. So, let's have another game of Grant Elliott's current, but very likely to change, and often, between now and the Cricket World Cup, World Cup 11. All right, your last 11, which wasn't 11. Joe, he can't even pick a team. He's got brackets everywhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he has Young and Allen bracketed, Conway, Mitchell at three, Phillips at four, Latham at five, Nisham and Bracewell bracketed, Santner, Sodi and Southey bracketed, Ferguson, Henry and Bolt. All right. We can now, very unfortunately, have to take Michael Bracewell out of that equation, don't we? Yeah, no, Michael Brace was out, but at least we got in before Kane's injury. So, um, I would say uh, Will Young is ahead of Finn Allen at the moment after Pakistan and that run out in Major League cricket. What's that? <laughs> did you see the run out? Oh, I did see the <laughs> run out. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, for those that didn't see it, Finn Allen was just sort of coasting and then someone picked up the ball at mid-wicket. He just sort of bunted it into mid-wicket for a one. Walked. And then walked. And then suddenly someone picked it up and was about to throw it at the stump. So he started speeding up and then put his bat, which stuck Back into in the, the field, and then he was cut short. Which, yeah. I, I, I'm such a terrible person. Oh, how I laughed. Why did you? I, that, that is just funny. Someone's trying to be cute and, you know, you know, not doing the fundamentals and then gets caught out. 
Well, what I loved was whenever run we... hard, <laughs> run the first hard, Grant. Were you ever told that as a kid? Run hard, run, run the first one hard. <laughs> but also, we used to play at Eden Park, and Craig McMillan, we'd have this huge team talk about you know the specifics of the game, and we would always nudge each other, and we'd go, "Wait for it, wait for it, here it comes," and then Macca would go. Just at Eden Park, just run on the pitch, okay? I don't want you to slide your bat and get it stuck in the outfield. <laughs> we used to say it every time. Every time. And okay. someone used to do it every time yeah. as well. Okay, so you got Young, Conway, Mitchell still at three? Yep. Phillips at four, Latham at five? Yes. Okay, six, seven, and eight, I think, become quite fascinating. Well, I actually think that uh, instead of Bracewell, I actually think Dean Foxcroft comes in. So Nisham, Nisham and uh, Foxcroft. Oh, still a bracket? Yeah, we, we yeah. love it. Yeah, you love well, it. Well, the, the reason why it's wow. a bracket, Daniel, and that, that, what I've given you there is I've given you a squad of almost 15, so I've given you the World Cup squad, is the reason why it's bracketed is because yes. there might be pitches in India in the subcontinent where it's going to be spin conducive and you have to look at almost playing three spinners. Um, and not pace. So that may, so that's why the the Saudi Saudi bracket that, yes. that that is horses for courses. Totally. And the then Fo- Foxcroft gives you yeah, another option as offspin um, because you don't have someone going away from the left-handers. You see, so Foxcroft provides that opportunity. Um, the other one that comes into it now is because he's going to the uh, UAE in England is Carl Jameson. So Carl Jameson will have to. I didn't know what he was going to be like injury-wise leading up to the World Cup. That's why we call it likely to change and often. Yeah, and often. I mean, you know, 18 months out was always going to be a tough um, proposition. There's no consistency in your selection. There's no Brendan McCullum, is there? No, but I'm sticking with these guys no matter what. Yeah, but there's been injuries, I think. I've got to make some excuses. So I think Carl Jameson does come into it. Um, you can't – Matt Henry's in. He's, Matt Henry is a dead cert. Um, and then, yeah, so I think that there's only a couple of changes in there. Foxcroft and uh, Will Young, uh, I reckon, definite. And Will Young's going on this T20 yep. uh, squad tour as well. He's going to the UAE, which does suggest to me there's a little flag there saying that they just want to give him white ball experience because he was always test cricketer, remember? Hmm. Went to Pakistan, and they gave him a lot of opportunity to open. Um, and what that does do is it changes the game plan for Gary Stead. Do you go hard up front, or do you actually have more consolidation and play less batters so you can play the extra bowler? And I had that discussion with Gary Stead. So that's something that they are potentially looking at uh, changing. Whereas New Zealand's always picked the all-rounder. So it would be play the extra bowler, more impact, but then playing more your sort of, I guess, test batters, more secure batters, the ones that can play spin as well. And, uh, Grant, let's finish off with a quick question. You've only got about a minute, though, to, to do this. Grant, why is it that world-class batsman, this is from Dean, great question, why does a world-class batsman can't handle that extra five mile an hour um, that the woods of the world bring, is essentially the question. Just less time. Uh, you've got less time to make a decision, but also a lot of the time they'll push you back. So they fluster you. You can't get into your batting routine, which is generally going towards the bowler. Sometimes because of that extra pace, they'll push you yeah. back, which means your foot movement is limited you're, and you make mistakes. You're more likely to miss the ball and get hurt too. Yeah, I mean, nothing is... The, as pain, fa- fa- the pain factor is a thing. Yeah. No one likes getting hurt. And I think that that's a huge difference between the men and women's game. Um, in a men's game, you know, you do actually bat with a lot of fear, whereas in the women's game, you know, they're not, they're not facing anything over that 120 mark. Um, and in the men's game, that can be... 
a, a source of anxiety. I know there's sometimes when I've gone in there and I'm like, gee, uh, <laughs> you have to be really focused um, and, and be in that subconscious mindset. So, Dino, you don't have a lot of time and there is a little bit of panic sometimes when you're facing rockets like uh, Mark Wood's letting down. That was our Rosine Cricketing segment for this week, affectionately. Lovingly known as Swinging Both Ways. Rosine for expert paint and colour advice. 24 minutes away from 12, we talked the NRL on the Warriors win last night after this.